this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today, we are going to be talking about spiritual sex and what better co-host to have <laughs> about that subject uh, other really? than Crystal. Crystal, oh, how yes. are you, hon? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I think. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. We've been doing a lot of giggling prior to this taping. <laughs> yes. What questions can we ask? Should we ask? Huh? Spiritual sex. I mean, this. Yeah, yes. it's going to be a good topic. I'm. I'm intrigued. I think. I think it's going to be a great topic because you know it's one of those taboo things that nobody ever talks about, uh, and then we go into say the wrong routes or the wrong path, and then uh, you know that that sexual experience that we should really enjoy mm-hmm. uh, it never gets fulfilled for some reason or another. So. It might as well just bring it out in the open, right? Yeah. And really enjoy it for what it is. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Moss also joked with me that my mom will be enjoying this podcast. (laughs) Who's listening? Well, just tapping into her. It's so nice. It's just, yeah, it's just wonderful. But what is (laughs) EI and spiritual sex jumping into it? Uh, Well, EI and spiritual sex are the definition through exponential intelligence. Uh, Again, most of us have had, even, you know, although the media portrays uh, sex, as something good, uh, you know, you got to be sexy, you got to be sensual and so on like that. Mm-hmm. But then on the back end, um, you know, they never talk about having good sex. It's really about having the physical sex. Right? Uh, all you see, the ads that you see in, we kind of covered this, but, uh, you know, things on Tinder, uh, what teenagers grow up with and so on mm-hmm. is about, say, the physicalness of sex. Exponential intelligence uh, actually uses uh, the physical uh, physicalness of sex to help you say come into those higher realms of connection uh, with somebody, or we'll talk about say uh, well pleasuring yourself as well. So we'll talk about that. Um, but it, it, it's more of a spiritual formation or connection between you uh, and your higher self or your spirit self. So you're not even having say sex with your physical partner in exponential intelligence method, uh, you're actually connecting so deeply because that physicalness of sex brings you so much into the moment, mm-hmm. you get pulled into, say, that connection to your spirit so much stronger. And that's why, and that it really magnifies, say, the physicalness of, say, the sexual act that you do. And when you say physicalness, you mean like with the media, yes. the way that you're supposed to look a certain way or you're supposed to do certain things, like, you know, on the magazine covers, like 10 moves to make right. a moan or, you know, those crazy uh, headlines yes. that they use over and over again. Yes. So that's like yes. kind of the uh, surfacey physical sex element. Right. I mean, you can still use those 10, 10 moves per se, but are you doing it through, say, a, a physical perspective or are you doing it from a deeper perspective? Mm-hmm. Uh, that spiritualness. Uh, again, you know, most of us go through the act of, of, of sex. We have an orgasm uh, and then uh, a lot of us actually feel drained. One, it's because of the partner that you might be with. Uh, but two, it, it is a draining experience especially for the, for the men, uh, exponential intelligence actually say enlivens you or enhances say that relationship between you two, which is very different than most people, uh, the way they have sex. And then also it it goes well beyond the physical form that you have. Uh, You actually get entangled at a spirit level. And, um, you know, we can talk about that more later, or you actually, I think you read that example to me on, what it actually is, or maybe you could read that now. Oh 
Oh, yes, yes. So we had um, Jackie wrote in a question just the other day and thought it was perfect for this show. And she writes, Mm -hmm. Hi, I have a question I'd like to ask Moss regarding spiritual sex. What about self-sexual intimacy? I've experienced orgasms by myself that blew my mind. And then a couple of minutes later, this intensely beautiful and powerful orgasm will wash through me from my groin, up my spine and into my head. And it takes me so high, like if pure source and spirit are wrapping around and through me and it feels blue. I'm not quite sure why it feels like the color blue, but that blueness is so clear, clean, bright and pure. It's such a beautiful space. Could you please ask him to tap into this and let me know? Thanks. I I couldn't have explained it any better. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it does go beyond, uh, you know, your physical body. It's almost like tantric sex, but this goes way beyond even the tantric, uh, you know, knowledge or information that that you may have uh, read or studied. So in Jackie's case, uh, yes, you do connect to those higher realms. That's maintained for you for hours and hours, even after uh, that sensation. So that is a form of spiritual sex that was... So you can have self-sexual... Yes. Spiritual sex. (laughs) Of course. Yes. And, and you know, you and, and, yes. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes having, uh, you know, sex by yourself or, you know, or just masturbation is, is really one of the best ways to get comfortable with yourself. So when you have a partner, you're comfortable, you understand what say pleases you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you're comfortable with your partner, well, you can go deeper into it and really relax and let go. Yeah. And I, I have heard of people, um, that have issues reaching orgasm because of emotional blocks, yes. you know, due to past life circumstances or s- something happening to them and they mm-hmm. just shut down and they're still yes. doing the act of sex, but they're not able to let go and, right. and feel it and, and get to that high. Um, so do you deal with a lot of this with your clients or do you see a lot of this? Uh, I do. There's a lot of people that, uh, well, one, they're in relationships for so long you know, the sex just becomes um, uh, like a chore Mm. that they have to do. It's something that they have to get out of the way. Some people actually say schedule, you know, that sex, which kind of throws you off. But so, yes, there's a lot of people in that case. And well, just uh, taking a look at Jackie or tapping into Jackie, you know, she doesn't have those pleasing orgasms because she doesn't say let go uh, when there's somebody, she doesn't get completely comfortable when there's somebody with her. So she can completely let go when she's say independent on her own. She can be herself. Exponential intelligence, uh, say sensuality or sexuality is, is getting comfortable with yourself from a spirit level, from the inside out where you just let go, say of all the physicalness of I should do this, I should do that. Uh, and it just, it's just a free flow of not only emotion, but just passion uh, that comes through. And then that's where you intertwine and, you know, you start to, uh, study your partner or you start to understand what your partner needs without them one ever telling you what they need uh, and just the exact same way that you need it right? uh, because you're all you're both entangled with each other so you come into say a oneness uh, mentally physically and then you know spiritually and it reverberates back into your physicalness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so because spiritual sex you, you know, it's, you were saying it was past the physicalness and you just tapped into, you know, it has a lot to do yes. with your mental capacity and, and what you're thinking and how you're feeling. Right. Um, so letting go yes. 
letting it flow. Well, that's true. Even, I mean, that, that's true. Even in, in physical sex for, for women, uh, you know, uh, women can have orgasm, uh, through physical stimulation mm -hmm. or, uh, brain stimulation, right? Uh, they hear the right things, uh, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be, uh, say a sexual stimulation for them to orgasm. So what is, we, we also talked about this word sexual transmutation. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is this? I actually have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. Sexual I don't transmutation know. was, uh, was a term actually coined by Napoleon Hill. I think back in the fifties, uh, through the book, it's one of the chapters of think and grow rich. It's really a fantastic, fantastic, uh, book, mm -hmm. uh, to read in, in one of the chapters he reads, he, he says that there is a certain individual that you connect with. Okay. Uh, and then from that you transmute, say any physical barrier, that you see. And this is, and this is where say a lot of men uh, and obviously women, but in, in, you know, back in the fifties, it was mostly about men. This is where men have had say fantastic, say epiphanies or inventions come through. And uh, let me just read the, an excerpt of chapter 11 of Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, uh, sex transmutation. Uh, the meaning of the word transmute is the change or transferring of one element or form of energy into another. Sex desire is the most of human, most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of an imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is the desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in it. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness, of imagination, courage, etc., uh, which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or any other profession or calling, including the acclamation of riches. The desire for sexual expression is inborn and natural. It, can, it cannot and should not be submerged or eliminated. But it should be given an outlet through forms of expression, which uh, enrich the body, mind, and spirit of men. If it is not transmitted into some creative effort, it will find a less worthy outlet. The emotion of sex contains the secret of creative ability. When driven by the emotion, men become gifted with a superpower for action. Sex transmutation will lift one from mediocrity to the status of a genius. Scientific research has disclosed these uh, significant facts. Uh, facts. The men of great achievement are men who have learned uh, the art of sex transmutation. Uh, the men who have accumulated great fortune and achieved outstanding recognition in literature, art, uh, industry, architecture, etc., were motivated by the influence of a woman that they truly, truly say connected with at a spirit level. Quite a fascinating chapter. So that's the kind, that's actually exponential intelligence definition of say sex mm -hmm. or using sex the proper way. And when you say, you know, man to woman, I also would just like to clarify, you also mean just human being to human being. Human beings. Yes. That was written in the fifties. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, you know, a lot of the great inventions, uh, and so on were of, of men, but yes, it's, it's for women as well. So for women, there's always a, a fantastic ma a man or woman, I guess, uh, behind the scenes, or along right. with them, uh, 
that creates so much energy for that individual. They want to, say, transfer the energy that they receive from that other individual mm -hmm. into, say, greatnesses or achievements of the world. So that's beautiful. And does that mean it's one person, mm -hmm. one connection, or is it a plethora of connections that turn these human beings from, you know, mediocre <laughs> average people to geniuses? Geniuses, superstars. Geniuses. Uh, yes. What happens is, you know, interestingly enough, uh, you know, people get famous and then there's, say, a plethora of connections that they can connect with. And right. that actually... Uh, that is actually the negative side, say, of sex. Uh, it really wears you down. So that's not uh, sex transmutation. Uh, it is usually one individual that they connect so closely. And we talked about this in the past, right. in the previous uh, podcast. Again, uh, it, it's way beyond, say, any other connection that they have. And they actually truly desire to, say, better, not only better themselves, but then better, say, society as well. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like the... And like the in the notes, uh, and that's where some of the greatest scientific uh, discoveries have come through, some of the greatest achievements have come through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of people that, a lot of women, you hear these scary statistics and facts that, you know, mm -hmm. lots of women don't have orgasms or they right. think they're orgasming and they're, and they're not. Um, mm -hmm. So how does that correlate with spiritual sex? Like, how do you know when you're having spiritual sex? Like, what are some signs or what are some false signs? <laughs> you, you will definitely know. Uh, again, w when you're having spiritual sex, uh, it, it, it takes over your whole body. It, it is such a deep connection. Uh, there's no denying it. Okay? Uh, you actually say sucked in get sucked into the event. You're not forcing yourself to do anything. Uh, and, and, uh, time, time stands completely still when you're in it. Uh, the two of you blend in so deeply and it is very euphoric. It's almost like, uh, you get drunk on say each other's essence. Uh, and it's very, very deep. And this spiritual sex that you have with another, when two human beings connect, mm -hmm. are you always having spiritual sex or is it like maybe every once in a while, it's just, wow. No. Well, in relationships that uh, this, uh, say, spiritual sex, and, you know, spiritual sex, you know, it, it usually tends to be, say, long-term relationships mm -hmm. because uh, there's very far and few individuals, say, that you can connect with at such a deep level. Uh, and usually, uh, again, it's, say, your, your twin flame that we talked about in a previous podcast as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the... I forgot the question though. Sorry. <laughs> Which just, do you so, always have, you know, if you, if you oh, are connecting you with your twin flame, sex? yeah. Like are you, yes, you find you it know, and then you're guaranteed spiritual sex every time, or is it something you, you got to work actually on? Are, no, you, <laughs> that's the thing. You are so connected. Uh, it's nothing that you really have to work on. You get, you get, uh, you get pulled into say having, say that sexual contact, uh, you know, when you're connected or all day long, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, that foreplay that so mm -hmm. many of us say try to do, uh, mm -hmm. it just happens naturally. You know, you might have be having a business conversation or, you know, just a normal dinner or whatever it is that you might do, be doing. Uh, and it turns into say that sexual tension, uh, that you feel in the bedroom uh, later on. And then that's where you truly say ignite each other. So it's, it's, it's almost like having say sex all day long or that foreplay 
uh, all day long. And it, and it, and it doesn't say finish right after orgasm either. Cause mm-hmm. after the, the main point about spiritual sex too, is like after, you know, you've orgasmed or not, uh, you, after you can still like say, hug each other and connect deeper. Most sex, physical acts of sex, uh, you know, after the orgasm, most you, most people don't want to say connect or even like hug each other or sleep. They just like say turn around or they have to leave uh, or, you know, something like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. in spiritual sex, right, uh, you want to bond with the person even more. So it, it just like starts that process all over again for you. So you're always recharging. And, that, and, mm-hmm. and that's where you get, say, massive amounts of energy. Uh, to do uh, great things in the world. So how do you get, how do you keep that spiritual sex alive in a long-term relationship? It uh, in, in a physical relationship, because mm-hmm. it's based on time, mm-hmm. right? You have to do something, otherwise it dies out. In spiritual sex, uh, that relationship, uh, you know, your twin flame relationship, there's nothing, there's, an, that's not even a question because it keeps growing and expanding uh, every, every moment that you're together, because every moment that you're together is really timeless. You you get drawn into a timeless state. So uh, again, that that question doesn't exist for those individuals who have that spiritual sex. Okay. So what about this question? Does this exist? Mm-hmm. Is there such a thing as too much spiritual sex? Too much spiritual sex? <laughs> to me? No. But <laughs> exponential intelligence definition, you know, you can always like overdo things, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, when you're coming from say a, a, a space of say being drawn, mm-hmm. right? Drawn into say certain arenas mm-hmm. uh, at a spirit level, uh, you, there always say is a perfect mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those individuals, um, maybe from the outside, it might be say too much sex because <laughs> what do scientists or statistics or what do they say? Therapists say you should have sex three times a week or four times a week or whatever it is. Uh, you know, on the outside, they might have like sex every day. And for them, it's not too much sex because that's how they get energized. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Right? And you did mention something about uh, earlier about how people schedule sex and that yes. it's not necessarily... I I felt like that might not necessarily be the best way to have, to get you to spiritual sex. Well, it kind of does lose the spontaneity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For me, it -hmm. would. But, you know, if you're, if you have a busy life, uh, you know, just don't, just, if you're going to schedule sex, uh, it's like, okay, at eight o'clock Thursday, we're going to go have (laughs) sex. You know what I mean? Make it a night out. Right. You know, um, see in, 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 in spiritual sex or those, uh, relationships, uh, you know, that sexual tension is always there. So you could actually say schedule, schedule that time. And then you'll get say excited about it. And, uh, it doesn't have to be say forced, right? Uh, especially for the woman, cause it takes a little, obviously it takes longer for the women. Interesting. You know, something about forced sex <laughs> is, is those women that try to get pregnant, Mm-hmm. You know, and they're on a time clock and right. And they ovulate. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it's like, okay, it's perfect ovulation time. Let's go have sex. And I run into a lot of guys, you know, that, that they just, it's like, they get forced. It's almost like, um, they get forced into sex and it's not good for them. And, you know, and, and, and ha- the act of sex, uh, doesn't produce any kids because it's under tension. Mm-hmm. So if ladies, if you're doing that, if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, make it a night, 
uh, you know, seduce your, your husband uh, or your partner that you want to get pregnant with, you know, instead of like, okay, it's time now, let's go do it. Like you got to perform, you know, it, it just doesn't work out. Yeah. If it puts a lot of pressure and a lot of different feelings on, yeah, you're making it a chore. And yes. It should... Yeah, exactly. I also have in my notes here, mm-hmm. purely in my notes, what we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, um, what about <laughs> taboo sex and experimenting and fetishes? You know, how does all of that play into spiritual sex? So, you know, you can get into, well, let's talk about some of the fetishes. Uh, what are some of the fetishes? Uh, whips, chains, all those things. You know, role those playing, things. Role playing. Uh, furry whatever it might people. Be. What people? What was that? <laughs> furry people. Furry, what is that? Uh, you know, That's, it's a fetish. People dress I, up in, in bunny costumes or bear costumes. Oh, I've never heard of that expression. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Anything that you do is, is actually totally fine when it comes from, say, uh, 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 a sensual or a, uh, EI perspective about sex. Okay. Uh, and, and that's even, say, rough play, you know, where, where like some people like to say get choked. Right. But, right. The, but, but some, sometimes, and let me give you an example, you know, the, this woman, she didn't look like, you know, the type of person that would do this, but, you know, I tapped into her and I'm going, you know, what's, you know, what's going on with, um, you know, uh, with your sex life. Um, cause I was seeing, as I, I go, when I, you know, when I see you, uh, I see like dungeons, you know, I see, uh, you know, S and M, uh, and so on you know, a lot of abuse. She goes, Oh, that's my partner. And he actually built a dungeon in our basement. Okay. Uh, and he has say all the toys, all the machines or whatever they do, uh, which is totally fine. But, you know, from his perspective, tapping into him, he, he actually does that because he was actually like a sex slave in a previous lifetime. So it actually is like an abusive form of sex for him. And he has to say, replay that program because that program runs. So in that case, you know, doing SNM or, uh, you know, aggressive sex or whatever uh, is not great, is not good for him, right? Because it subdues him or it oppresses him. But if you came from, a, say, a, a spiritual sexual and you guys uh, like doing that, it's totally fine. Because it has a different connotation to it. It has a different meaning behind it. So that's something to be really, say, aware of why why you get in, pulled into, say, these fetishes uh, that you might have or desires that you might have. Um, you know, just a broader example, a lot of women, say, get like to get, say, somewhat abused sometimes during sex. You know, uh, does that come from, say, a fantasy? Because there are fantasies of, of women doing that safely. Uh, but does that come from, say, a previous lifetime or in this lifetime where you got abused and the only time you had, say, emotional value to yourself was when you were abused? So you need that abuse in sex to feel, say, uh, orgasmic or fulfilled. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. No. no, I mean, so just, you know, fetishes are good if they're coming from the right place. But just like yes. we've talked about before in previous podcasts where it's important to, you know, recalibrate your heart, you know, not yes. always follow your heart because your heart can exactly. be, you know, off. Um, yes. These fetishes could be coming from, could be off as well. 
So it's yes, just something exactly. to take note of. And so Perfect. how, you know, if you're into something, you just got to be really truthful with yourself and take a look at where that's coming from, where the feelings are coming from. Yeah. And, and then most of the time, you know, people who would listen to this, I mean, most, mm-hmm. the, most of the time people aren't say aware of, of what's happening. Um, but if they start listening to say to this podcast, it'll help them aware or some, maybe some other form. Um, but listening to the podcast or, you know, doing things that, uh, want, mm-hmm. want say want to improve you or enlighten you in any way, uh, that'll make you aware of say why you have. So those fetishes that you have. Well, I think we covered a good amount on this podcast talking about spiritual sex. And I know there's other opportunities to tap into this more future podcasts, as well as the Frequency Spa. Frequency Spas. Yes, definitely. you, You have a Frequency Spa called Divine Ecstasy which we'll talk about this that people can find on your website. Yes. Divine ecstasy is really quite amazing. It It's for couples or for individuals. Uh, and uh, I guide them into say uh, sexual fantasy, if you will. Uh, again, it's, it's, it'd be really fantastic if, uh, if you are couples doing it, you know, together, because uh, then, then it syncs you together. I can get you binded together. So you understand each other from a spiritual level. So you can have sex at a spirit level. And that's what it's really about getting you into, say, that higher space where you have sex at a spirit level and then it, it filters down into the physicalness. And that's where you get, say, mind blowing orgasms and all that good stuff. Oh, I like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So we go to the website, masajati.com, and you can go up to the meta healings and under the meta healings, you'll see frequency spa. And then we get to look for divine ecstasy. And hopefully we'll also have it on the homepage so people can spot yes. this. But I think yes. that's a great, and it's an audio file that you can download. And then when you have, when you, when you and your partner are together, you can, mm-hmm. you can do this audio file together. I think that sounds yes. like a fun date night, actually. Uh, it is a fun date night. It really, uh, we did it last year. It was so fantastic for a lot of people. It's like for the first time, you know, the two, the, the couple, uh, they got comfortable, more comfortable than ever. Uh, and then they could be themselves and they actually enjoyed the act of sex. Wow. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite nice. So what is the moss work for this week on spiritual sex? Moss work is being comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, looking in the mirror is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, most of us, uh, like you were mentioning, some some people that you know, you know, they're uncomfortable getting undressed in front of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're that uncomfortable, you know, how is it going to be with say a partner? Right. Uh, so th- th- this, uh, this work for, for the week is really, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror, looking at your eyes, really starting to say, go past, uh, initially you might have say, uh, judgment issues and so on like that, but go beyond that. Start, keep staring at yourself. You'll start to see the love and the beauty who, who you truly are. Uh, no matter where you are, no matter how fat you are, how thin you are, no matter whatever it is, you'll actually start to see the beauty in yourself. You know, once you start to see the beauty in yourself, it's a lot easier for other people to start seeing the beauty in you as well. And that's where, again, that sex gets a lot better for you uh, or relationships overall get better for you. Yeah, and I think, you know, something that's powerful to remember is, you know, people who are uncomfortable with themselves, um, and, and I've had a lot of experience with this because I did, uh, for a bit, I did styling, and mm-hmm. so I would be in the dressing room in the dressing room with women and, you know, would ask them to take their clothes off mm-hmm. and they would instantly just freak out. Mm, <laughs> and, wow. um, you know, I would get, and I'd be like, come on, you know, or I'd step out and, you know, I'd have to have a conversation with them about it. And it's like when someone is with you, you know, 
whether right. you're styling, you know, I'm styling them. So I'm there to support them. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at them in a positive light. Um, right. and I can only imagine when you're with, when you're you know in a loving relationship and that you guys are getting naked, they're not looking at all the flaws. They're no, looking at you from eyes, you know, from a place of love and they're embracing you. Right. Um, so, you know, people just get to remember that like the, you're your own worst critic. When you look at yourself in the mirror, no one's going to be harsher than you. You know, you're so correct. Uh, you know, most most women think that, you know, the guy that I'm with is going to look at this. He's going to look at this. And uh, no, they don't even think about that. Yeah, they really don't. So I, I look forward to hearing how people do with the moss work and just stand there and embrace those fears and embrace those judgments and just walk mm-hmm. through them and just start to notice the good things. Yes, the beauty. And what about our meta healing? I think it's meta healing time. It is meta healing time. The meta healing time is actually getting you comfortable with your body. Um, so uh, even if you want to, you can uh, get comfortable with pleasing yourself, or again, getting comfortable, you know, uh, getting uh, getting together with your partner. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, whether you are sitting, standing, lying down, and maybe lying down for this uh, session would be good. It'd be uh, preferable for you. But whatever you like, I'll just give you a second or two. And it's just starting to note your breath. Note the position of your body. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And then holding it. Releasing, letting go, getting comfortable with where you are, getting comfortable uh, with the position of the body. Just noting your groin area. Just start out right there. Another deep breath in again. Acknowledging the group. Know a lot of people on the podcast listening in, they don't have to listen to it at the same time as you do. But that group, it creates momentum. It creates strength in numbers. Allowing us to become more confident, more daring more seductive. There we go. Breath in again. On the exhale, asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? And then coming into the groin area. This will be mostly a silent meta healing. Okay. So it allows you to get comfortable with your own self, your own thoughts your own body. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. On the exhale again, coming into the groin area. And just focus in that area. 
that sexual tension many people or many of you are feeling really come from a physical side. Let's bring it in from, say, a spiritual side. And hopefully you can tell the difference. Taking that erotic breath in. Breathing in nice and deep from the groin area again. And then filling our torso up, all the way up. Feeling that torso right into the abdomen, solar plex, the chest area. Shoulders. Breath in again, nice and deep. Does that tap into the group? One thing to note that you don't have to be a perfect shape 
look a certain way. Just note that there's always people out there that are attracted to exactly the way you look. So they'll find you erotic, sensual, sexual, And yes, you do have that ability to turn on that special someone. Deep breath in, and again in the torso area, expanding from top of the torso right through into the groin again. Perhaps feeling that loving embrace coming in from your spirit. Nice and deep breath in as we end. As a note, you can stay in the space for as long as you'd like. Thanks for being on the podcast. Notice what you notice. Take care. <laughs>